Welcome, I'm Louise Fitzroy and this is Small Bites inspired by the National From Paddock to Plate program with the aim of helping you save precious time spent on groceries. Enjoy bite-sized episodes with experts answering the common questions about the food in your trolley. I had an excitement that why uh, they also produce these crops but um, they were not uh, using it a lot in their food basket so I thought why don't we introduce and then when I introduced to them in a participatory approach in their you know culturally sensitive methods like how they like you know to cook and uh, based on their preferences um, actually scientifically um, it really helped in the children's growth so that's when I really got excited. Our grocery item this week is millet, and our guest is Dr. Anita Sitha, Senior Nutrition Scientist at the International Crops Research Institute for the Semi-Arid Tropics, currently based in India after working in Africa for eight years. 2023 is set to be the International Year of Millet, as declared by the United Nations, with this climate-smart and nutrient-rich crop expected to surpass the quinoa boom. Millets consume 70% less water than rice, grow in half the time of wheat, and require 40% less energy in processing. They are a one-stop solution in the wake of climate change, water scarcity and drought conditions, along with high nutritional value to provide sustainable food security. India dominates a global production at 41%, while Africa has become the largest consumer of millets at 40%. Uh, millets, uh, they are actually very small seeded grains. Um, they are cereal grains and um, um, it belongs to grass family. And there are actually 13 types of millets. Wow. Um, not everything looks same. Uh, you have some millet, uh, maybe I don't know whether you have ever you know, seen finger millet, which is brown in color and... Uh, so that's very unique out of all 13 millets. And um, uh, there are three millets which are a little bit uh, bigger. And uh, there are other uh, millets uh, which are smaller, like quinoa, actually. So I was wondering when you said, you know, the quinoa is, um, you know, consumed a lot. And uh, some of the millets, they they just look like quinoa. And why not, you know, we can try them. <laughs> Wow. Is, is the cooking the same as like a quinoa or a rice? Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. We can cook in all different uh, ways. Like you can just boil like rice. Um, the, some millets, like not all millets actually fit uh, just boiling. Uh, for example, finger millet and pearl millet and sorghum, they are a little bit bigger seeds, which is not very much suitable for you know, just boiling and eating. Uh, you need different methods for cooking. But other millets are very small ones, and you can just cook like rice. Uh, how you how you cook like uh, rice, like just adding you know in a boiling water and you boil it. Or you can even like quinoa. You can uh, you can cook same like, and you can even make porridge with them wow, as a okay. whole grain, wow. or yeah. you can actually. Um, like oat porridge oats you actually make porridge so uh in the same way the small millets uh, which are small in size very small in size like uh, like quinoa they are they those millets you can actually um cook like uh you can you can make porridge with them 
either as a grain or even you can mill it into a powder and you can make porridge in any way it is really tasty and is the taste <laughs> the same like if you had to compare it to oats or, or quinoa does millet taste similar Oh, actually, once I tasted quinoa and, okay, quinoa is very, it's not very common in India. Okay. So uh, millets are more common because this is our traditional grain. Uh, once when I visited um, Canada, they made um, a quinoa uh, a recipe and I actually was thinking it is millet. I oh. was thinking it's small millet. Okay. I picked it and same like i mean it's i didn't find a big difference in taste it's all depending on how we cook how we add the spices and how we actually make it delicious with the vegetables and the spices yeah absolutely it is it is so so if millet is is equivalent or 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 just as as amazing as they, they say things like rice and quinoa why why isn't it so common for example in australia um or you know why aren't we eating it as much in australia as, as the other grains i think um maybe i'm guessing like none of these millets are actually originated in australia um that could be one reason but you know the green revolution generally you know changed everything how we eat and uh uh, rice and wheat became really, uh, you know, big and, uh, you know, I, when I was reading some scientific article, I, um, that's a very popular scientific article uh, from Eat Lancet, um, there are more than 14,000 indigenous crops and then we are only eating three big crops, maize, wheat, rice, and then I was really Incredible. feeling, oh my God, this is really... <laughs> Yeah, so the, uh, it is really because of, uh, you know, when when there was a need for, you know, food security, then Green Revolution came in and rice and wheat was produced a lot and uh, was covering a larger area. And even now, actually, rice and wheat maize is produced in billion tons and then billions of tons and then millet is produced only some few millions of uh, tons. So uh that actually really changed everything otherwise millet was a traditional crop at least for asia and africa it is a traditional crop but it is actually taken away uh by other big three uh but however you know in recent past you know there is a lot of interest on especially uh there is an increasing awareness on health and the way we eat and all that so recently there is a growing interest on millet so i'm sure it's going to you know become big actually what it could be a big four and big five i mean i really agree with you because i mean what are the nutritional properties of of um, millets what are some of the most common nutritional pro properties of millets why why are they so good for us Oh, yeah, that's pretty. Um, I love this question because I, I work on this. So my major focus is on about the nutrition and how it can help in improving nutrition. So um, all the millets uh, in general, they have low GI or intermediate GI and, and the way how we cook that GI is a glycemic index. So 
Um, that's a one big thing that I see as very positive because of, of growing, uh, you know, non-communicable disease globally. And uh, we are really struggling with it. Diabetes, type 2 diabetes, mm. lipid, cardiovascular disease. There are so many other, you know, non-communicable disease. And uh, uh, there is increasing premature, uh, you know, mortality. So, or definitely there is an interest in, you know, the, um, uh, how we actually achieve, I mean, reducing this premature mortality. And there is definitely a lot of focus is on dietary modification. So I think that's where Millet really fits because of its um, a glucose lowering effect, lip, uh, lipid lowering effect in the blood so all these are actually really a very positive compared to refined grains like rice so that's one big thing and then the other things are some millets for example finger millet uh, is really high in calcium content so um like three times more than milk it has uh, around 350 milligrams of calcium per 100 gram of grain and the teff is also uh, having a very good amount of calcium like around 150 milligrams per 100 gram of teff so um it, it depends really on what millet it is the nutritional uh you know uh, value of the millet um uh, the uh, for example proso millet is uh, un, uh is high in protein and there are some millets which are pearl millet especially biofortified pearl millet is actually very high in iron so uh each millet have its own actually you know very uh, uh some nutrients are very high and uh, but but they all have you know uh they are all gluten free and they are all actually uh having low gi or intermediate gi um having a, a high fiber all have high fiber so uh, those are the, the three big things that is very uniform when you see you know among millets but then some millets have some good high uh, nutrients and some millets. I mean, it depends on type of millet. Yes. Yeah. What's your favorite variety of millet? If you had to choose one, which one, which one do you eat the most? Very. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> I love all the millets, but uh, maybe because my mother used to make finger millet, which is uh, brown in color. Uh, so I actually, I'm, I, I, grown up eating it so maybe that's my one of the favorite millet but all of the small millets also i love them so i can you can make you, you can use it in single part cooking so it's very easy for the working woman <laughs> so um adding a lot of vegetables to it and then you know they're very you can make a delicious uh, you know um uh, dishes with the small millets so i love them also yeah but maybe the top one if you say if you ask finger millet <laughs> <laughs> great great uh, and you just going back when you mentioned the green revolution i know that the un has declared 2023 as the international year of millets which is really exciting do you believe this grain can assist in achieving the sustainable development goals to end poverty and protect the planet as they suggest Yes, that's a very important question, actually. Yes, uh, 2023 is International Year of Millet. And um, um, this is the right time also for us to 
um, look at it very closely. And uh, uh, things are really changing. And in the past 10 years, actually, there is a lot of growing interest and even the scientific uh, study a lot of scientific studies also conducted on millets and on their nutritional you know quality and there are like a lot of good evidence on it and now um when we see the sustainable development goal 2030 we are uh, we are really you know way behind because of covid and then there are other things happening globally a really actually uh uh a big uh, setback but however um you know that some of the sustainable development goal for example climate uh, um and uh, resilient and uh, non-communicable disease and malnutrition micronutrient malnutrition and undernutritional status all this can be addressed by if if millets are integrated into the nutrition and health programs. Mm. Um, I'm seeing health programs are, I mean, some of the health programs, they are actually working in silos. If that is integrated with agriculture and nutrition research, then there is a big opportunity, definitely. Because um, uh, I'm really amazed with the, you know, the, the millets, uh, potential in reducing that type two diabetes and obesity, overweight and uh, hyperlipidemia, they really help us in you know uh, change. I mean the risk factors. I mean reduce the risk factors of some of the bigger diseases. So I uh, yes. So if millets are used properly and uh, and the government, we also need support from the government the similar support that uh, rice and wheat received so far. And I think millet is a very much deserving grain to receive all those support. And if it is actually produced and the demand is pulled from both the side production and the consumption end, definitely I think we can, uh, this can contribute actually to reduce, I mean, to address some of the sustainable development goals. Absolutely. Because I believe it's quite a climate smart crop as well to to grow, it uses yes, less water than other crops. Studies. Yeah, there are some studies that that is uh, you know that um, tested some of the millets for uh, its water footprint and carbon footprint. Or and then they have actually shown that comparing with refined rice, how much it can actually help in you know getting more nutrient out of you know less water particularly in australia the most common common i guess um form of millet that people would be most accustomed to seeing is is puffed millet which you put in cereals uh, that you eat in the morning with milk so what is the process like what what how do you make puffed millet from from the the grain itself Actually, all type of millets are uh, suitable for puffing, um, but you know it is an industrial process. Uh, like popping, we can do at home, but puffing, you need a puffing gun, and where uh, it's available in the market, and uh, it's a industrial process, um, which actually you know at particular temperature it helps to you know puff the millet. Ah, okay, yeah, because I think that. Uh, that is probably one of the most commonly seen 
um, forms of millet in in Australian supermarkets, for example, would be the puffed millet. Um, but if we want to encourage farmers in Australia to, to, to grow millet, do you think that we have the right climate and environment that, e, that you do in India and that you do in Africa, that we would be able to start producing more, more, more millets in Australia? It is a dryland crop. So um, it, uh, it is grown in all the semi-arid regions and uh, of Africa and the uh, Asian continent. Um, so uh, I think it is actually suitable for Af Australia. Um, however, you know, um, you need to actually also test it. But, you know, um, knowing that it can withstand the, you know, the climatic change and um, uh, even in a drought, prolonged uh, drought, um, it is it is actually very much, it is grown in some part of the uh, parts of US and some parts of Europe. So I think it, it, it why not? I mean, it is suitable in even for, even for uh, Australia. The price of millet in comparison to other more commonly um, eaten grains like rice and wheat, is it very comparable in price? If you were to buy it at the supermarket or the grocery store? Uh, okay, so uh, I would say yes and no. Um, in India, rice is given in a uh, dry ration, so in a very less price and it is subsidized by government so then it is given i think for one rupee or two rupees so you cannot compare with that and uh, in the supermarket definitely depending on the quality rice is also sold at high price and then if you see look at that then in for the supermarket in the from the supermarket then I think you will not find much difference. Thank you so much for your for your time. Um, and I'm so excited for what 2023 has in store for Millets and for your work. What What's next for you in terms of the work that you're already doing in, in the Millet industry? Uh, yeah, so um, I have actually generated a lot of scientific evidence uh, um, on millets, how it is actually, uh, it can benefit for type 2 diabetes, for hyperlipidemia, for obesity, for how it can help in improving the growth and can help in reducing anemia, iron deficiency anemia. So uh, all these evidences were actually generated and um, um, we are promoting them. So the uh, we are excited about uh, year, international year of millet 2023 um it's uh, because you know there there is a lot of growing interest however also it requires a lot of promotional activity the research that we have conducted and the results that we have obtained so we have to actually you know um uh, communicate it in such a way that people understand and it should reach to the um, people, public, audience, so all, all, all people. So we will do the global promotion and we have conducted a lot of uh, promotional activities like, you know, reality shows in Africa um, with Millet, you know. Yeah, so uh, under Smart Food Initiative. Um, and uh, we have conducted a lot of... Um, I, 
yeah, in India, actually, we conducted chips competition. So the chips from different states, um, uh, they actually, the students' uh, chips, they actually participated, I think, 72, if I remember, um, chips were participated in a uh, competition. So in under, we have promoted it in uh, in different ways and uh, similarly we will continue um we are in that process we are actually trying to promote uh, millet and we are also generating some more evidences so busy in that <laughs> you sound busy and a big thank you to Dr. Anita Sitha, Senior Nutrition Scientist at the International Crops Research Institute for the Semi-Arid Tropics. Supermarkets are selling the finished millet product in bulk and a wide range of food manufacturers. As mentioned, you can find puff millet in some cereals on the shelf, as well as breweries and distilleries are using millet as a raw ingredient. So what's in your shopping cart? Hopefully now you're going to include millet. Use the links below to order some of your favourite millet foods conveniently online. For more small bites whenever you get hungry, make sure to follow us at From Paddock to Plate on Instagram and Facebook, where we share lots of valuable and free information about your favourite foods from the experts. And if you're loving this podcast, help to spread the word by going and leaving a review. And while you're there, let me know what grocery item you'd like us to unpack next.